Ramble. Everybody, welcome to the tripod. You've got Zach. You've got Eugene. And behind the control panel, it's me. Oh wait, I can hold on. Oh, there I am. Yeah, it's Keith. Looking good. Look at Zach. Hey, Eugene. Whoa, it's crazy time. Keith is sitting in the Miles chair today. He is our engineer. What do we call it? I mean, you're the podcast. I'm I'm the studio engineer. (laughs) I'm a studio engineer, and uh, I gotta also be the video engineer. Yeah, I'm an engineer. You know, my dad's an engineer. My brother's an engineer. So maybe it's time I become one. Engineer life. Engineer life. Miles is out for the next two weeks. Ned is also out. And so for mysterious just- circumstances, <laughs> what could it be, audience? What could it be? <laughs> what could it be? And so you just got the three best buds. Our tripod is actually now a tripod. We did it. Oh, yeah. Now we just lost the head. Oh. Oh. Was Miles the head? No, we always <laughs> joked as a tripod, we are four people. So one person's the middle joint. Mm-hmm. Mm. Maybe I'm like the little part in the middle of the tripod that adjusts the height of the tripod. The ne- I'm not the actually little... a structural leg. I just kind of peek up and down. I um, think Ned's the head. He certainly does all the books. It rhymes. If Ned left, mm. the the entire company would fall to ruin because none of us know how to balance things. I gotta tell you, I'm very preoccupied with this camera switching, and it's very it's very distracting for me. But we got some fun topics. Miles said he was gonna send us some fun topics. I got some fun topics. You said you had some. Fun I had some topics. topics. Did Miles actually send us topics? I don't know that he did. He said he was gonna. I chatted with him this morning because he explained to me how to I use the rig. I think yeah. he's a dirty, stinking. stinky I also liar. told him to send us some advice. Let's see. Okay, well, wait. I got his right here. Well, meanwhile, you guys want to talk about my new outside cat? Yes, Let's please. talk about your outside cat, because I've got a lot of feelings about your outside cat, but update the people. You have feelings about my outside <laughs> yeah. cat that's not even my cat yet? Up- update, like, give okay. us the whole thing. All right, so I got... We all know I have perfect Alfred. He's a beautiful mm-hmm. boy. He's a sweetie heart, sweet, sweet boy. And recently, well, actually not recently, this cat has been running around our house since we moved in. And it is orange and white in a very similar pattern to Alfred. So we've always kind of joked that it was like a doppelganger to Alfred. I'm realizing now that I was going to say that this outside cat looks like the Nega Alfred, but Al- actually Alfred looks like the Nega outside cat. Yeah, it, I did wonder if it was one of those things where like, remember that uh, Treehouse of Horror where there's Bart Simpson and there's the problem child in the attic and then they realized that Bart was the evil child and he fooled them and the good child's been in the attic the whole time. It's you mean the parody. plot of Jordan yeah, Peele's yes, house? Yeah, uh-huh, yeah <laughs> I saw the Simpsons episode okay. first, which right. is normal for most children. Uh, but I, uh, so this cat's been running around our house all this time and anytime we've tried to approach it it's been afraid of us so we're just like ah straight cat we watch him on the ring camera run by sometimes like oh cute and then becky's like oh i want to like tried to call for the cat but the cat was never interested <clears throat> until about a week ago we saw the cat and it was like meowing like crazy outside also the cat realized that alfred lived in our house and once the cat saw alfred it's like you have a cat you got cat food in there so now you think that a cat is processing information on that level and is like oh there's a cat in there and i'm a cat therefore i should also be allowed i think yes because it it really didn't care about us until it saw alfred and they started having meow exchanges (laughs) they started having very loud conversations in the middle of the night typically but now i i've heard that you and becky have a theory that these cats just want to fuck well, at first, so we didn't. At first, we thought that this cat was a boy for a long time. Only uh-huh. recently did we dis- uh, discover this cat's a girl. And how did you discover that? We got close to the cat and <laughs> we saw that it had a vagina <laughs> instead of a, a, a penis. <laughs> right, Eugene? Yeah, it's a good way to to make it even more gross somehow. <laughs> right, 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 Eugene. <laughs> right, Eugene. <laughs> right, Sorry, Eugene, Eugene has to talk. To I got through the camera on Eugene. Say, what do you think, Eugene? Well, I'm just thinking because I think Becky told the story on. You can sit with us. Yeah, she's been updating. This is this is pretty redundant to our audience. What? <laughs> well, we have totally different audiences. First of all, <laughs> we're we part of the story. We have our audience, and the sitters have their audience, and they're not the same. Maybe, but uh, what's maybe it is an update. What's the difference? I don't know if she talked about it being a, a girl. Yeah, what's happened in the two days since that episode in, came out? In the out? two days since then, we have given the cat food a couple times and water. Which is definitely a mistake, my dude. Well, th- I know you think that, but I grew up in Tennessee when we always took in straights. It's part of my, it's part of the Habersburger way. It's not a stray. 
It definitely is. I thought you guys said that it was... We thought it was uh, belonging to the outside. Like We thought it belonged to someone across the street because that's what a neighbor told us. But that that's hearsay. And if we've learned anything <laughs> this year, it's not to believe hearsay. It's to get substantial sources. And the way that I know this cat has no home that it returns to at night was that it has slept outside of our house all night Uh-oh. for the last three days in different parts. And it, it's been chilly in LA. So Ooh. we've been concerned. So last night we put out a towel Ooh. and we wrapped a little like like cat, cat bed out of the towel. The cat immediately went and laid in that towel and slept there the entire night. Meanwhile, someone's like, Sharon, have you seen our cat? It's been gone for nights. Well, this cat ain't got no chip. It ain't got no collar because I felt it's it's back. You can feel the chips. I didn't know that. Yeah, you can, a cat, you can really feel the chip. It's like I don't know. It's like an inch long. Yeah, oh, not yeah, an inch yeah. long, but half an inch. But you can feel them. My uh, cat was always too fat to feel the chip. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, tried, I didn't know that. I tried to like, I once the cat became friendly with us, I really manhandled the cat to try to find a chip. <laughs> I was like, do you have an owner? And it was very sweet. And even yesterday I was sitting outside with it because what I've discovered is a kitty just wants some company. The cat's very meowy. But once you sit out with it, it'll just lay down next to you and chill. The cat just is lonely. Okay, I've gone full 180. Yeah. I was get ready to come in here and say, you fool, you fed someone else's cat. This cat will never leave you alone. Now I know this is a cat in need of a home. Keith, you're about to become a cat daddy. Times two. <sighs> I know. We're, we're, we're deciding like, okay, well, first, we, the, the right thing to do You've is... You've already decided. No, well, the right thing to do is, is to take it to a vet and make sure that it doesn't have a chip. Right. Double check that it does not have a chip and I just didn't find it. Then we have to get it checked for everything, uh-huh. which is going to be expensive. Uh, we got to check it for feline aids. We got to check it for uh, babies, heartworms, tummy scurvy. worms, scurvy, ringworms, fleas, all that, all that jazz. Anxiety disorders. Anxiety disorders, uh, daddy issues, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> but a lot of things. We got to make sure that it's a healthy cat. And even then, this this motherfucker meows so loud, and I've had a meowy cat before, and I cannot go back to that. So it's probably still going to become an outside cat that we take care of. Uh, and then if we find a friend or someone who needs a cat, we'll have groomed this cat. I'm we're sort of considering it. Maybe it's more of a uh, what's it called when you sort of have a cat but you don't really have the cat or a dog. You keep it for instead of the vet having it, you keep it and you make it a normal dog, and then somebody else adopts it. Oh, well, it's basically when. You fostering, you foster, foster, yeah. fost, fostering. Everybody, camera's Foster! going wild because we remembered what it was. Fostering. Yeah! I think you should get it because the name is so hilarious. Because you thought his name was, you named him Bart. So as much a, like the Simpsons <laughs> character that I referenced earlier. Hey, so yeah. then, as a joke, you found out uh, he was a she. So you would name her Barty. I thought oh, it was Barty. I thought it was Bartha. Well, it was Bart. It's a lot of things. Be- Becky calls it Birdie. I call it. You can't call it Birdie. That's Miles' new dog. No, no, it's Birdie with a T. No, you can't. I, do that's that. what I told Becky. You can't do it. Trust me. I told, Overruled. I told Becky the, the same podcast thing. has decided no. Well, she'll have to speak for herself to her audience later. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but Bartha is so funny. Bartha is funny. I also call it Barbara. I also call it Birdie. Barbara's good. Barb's I love okay. Barbara the cat. And we we have Alfred. You know, Alfred's already such a like an old man name, so Barbara's pretty good. Oh my god, it's like it Alfie Martha. and Alfie and Babs. Babs, oh, oh Babs, so cute. cute. I'm fine with Babs, but the name is Bartha. Bartha's it's Bartha. Great. It's Bartha. Yeah. It's Bartha. It evolves. In, in all honesty, we call Alfred a million things, yeah. so it doesn't really matter what the name is. It I just, call Bowie Potato. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, it just matters the intonation of which you talk to the animal. That's all they're really listening to. Yeah, it's the same with kids, right? Or yeah. grandparents. They don't have like their real names. You just name them something. Oh else. yeah, you name them da- Daga. Yeah, or like <laughs> Nuna, Nunu. Yeah, Nunu and Papa. Yeah, I don't think anyone calls their actual pet by their actual name. Meeples. What do you call your pets? Um, Pesto, I call Poodle, <laughs> okay. and then Kimbop, I call Kimmy. Uh-huh. And Emma, I call, well, Emma, I have to call Emma. She has a lot of anxiety. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think she can handle being called anything else. I call her Emmeline. Oh, Liti. That's what we call her. Liti. 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 It's just you develop a sound and two syllables generally, and that's what uh-huh. you end up, it just sticks. So we're always just saying Liti, Liti. Well, Becky was upset with me yesterday because Bartha jumped in my lap, <gasps> which is a big 
big crossing a threshold of of love that means you've been chosen i have and i was sitting with her because she just loves to like chill she just wants company so i'm like okay i can give this cat food and water and sit outside with it and if that'll make it not meow like fucking crazy all the time that's fine with me it's Mm. a cute cat it's a Mm. sweetie and I petted the cat, and then the cat like kind of looked like she was gonna jump on my lap. And I'm like, "You, you choose wisely, kitty cat." And then it laid down for a while, and then it <coughs> got up and it jumped in my lap, and it was like, "Be my dad." Now, please is, be my dad. Is Becky upset because Alfred has also chosen you as his favorite? <laughs> no, is I this think a double. <laughs> I think she rightfully is like, "We can't have another cat in this house." I'm like, "I agree." Uh, but we can foster an outside cat and maybe find it a home at some point. And she's she's also like, it's hard. Your heart melts when you when you put out a little towel bed for the kitty, and then the kitty immediately crawls into that towel bed and just sleeps the whole night like a peaceful little angel. You're like, she just wanted a little love. She just wanted a little bed. Well. Keith, keep us posted. I look forward to being inundated with updates on both this and you can sit with us. Uh, well, getting the full everyone, look, people, people want to know about cats. If we do share the same audience, they're coming for the cat content. Here's, this is not what I wish for you. However, just if I were to write the best story, first you discovered that Bart with Bartha. Next, I want you to discover that Bartha is actually Bartha Mama and is pregnant and you just get an explosion. I just spit all over myself. <laughs> I just imagine, I want Keith to now suddenly be saddled with 12 cats. I don't want that. I've had, that was a lot of my childhood. I'm pretty sure this cat ain't pregnant, but I'm not sure if this cat hadn't had babies before because mm. uh, it has it has pronounced nipples, which typically is a post post mama mama cat. Mama move. cat. The cat they always have nipples, right? They, that's part of them, but when they're a little bit bigger, it means maybe they were used once. I hope Barbara Bartha takes off her mask and she's actually a raccoon. That would be thrilling. Becky yeah. definitely did see a big animal on the ring camera once. Like, look, a big cat. I'm like, Becky, a raccoon. That's a raccoon. Guys, I am. Obs- <laughs> I am. I love raccoons. Me too. I think they're so funny. They're yeah. little bandits. They have the weirdest little human hands. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And um, they certainly are not. They're, they're probably all feral. But there is this YouTuber or that's adapted to some TikTok videos where it's a guy, an older gentleman who goes out to his porch. He has about a hundred raccoons that no. come to him and each video is feeding the raccoons miracle whip and then feeding raccoons marshmallows he just like shows himself <laughs> feeding them different things and they descend upon him from nowhere out of the snow and they all just like go crazy and he's just sitting there going well, seems like they really like the mayonnaise <laughs> it is so charming and i just wish i was in a in a pool of raccoons uh, I like rodents. I like all animals, but I, I certainly do not have an aversion to things people usually think are gross. Like I've seen possums, which a lot of people hate, and I think they're cute. Possums not my favorite. They're not gross. They're just scary. They're, they're always surpri- scary. You never get. You I only get so surprise possums. It's never like, oh hey, what's up? I'm a possum. It's always boogadaba. I'm they a are trash a little <laughs> They are boogadaba. Once I was leaving my friend's house and they kept their cat food for their outside cats, is Tennessee, out their front door, and I like left the front door at like nine at night, <laughs> and I opened the door, and there was just a, a possum, and it looked up at me, and I looked at it, and we both screamed almost, <laughs> almost <laughs> the same exact sound. It like went, <laughs> and I went. Aah! And then I ran back inside the house. I didn't know they made that sound. They make like They're kind sc- of a little scree- screechy. They make screams. Yeah. So you should look up. Somebody look up a possum scream. I also think skunks are fucking cute. I just I just wish they didn't stink so bad. But they are so cute. They have little legs. They waddle. And they're kind of flat, like a pancake. All right. Well, speaking of cats that can be whatever the hell they want to be, uh-huh. uh, this is kind of appropriate because we're all wearing pink today. Oh, yeah, we're pink boys. Pink boys. boys. Something was going around on Twitter this week where Ben Shapiro, uh, professional dumb fuck. Candace uh, Candace Owens first. Well, yeah, Candace Owens, also professional dumb fuck. They they called out Harry Styles for uh, daring to dress in a dress on the cover of Vogue. You want to help me with some context here? I believe he's the first man to cover Vogue. Is it? That's the verb to cover Vogue? Uh, to be on the cover. Okay, I like cover that. Vogue. I like that. I was like, that's cool. I'm, my body's covering Vogue. But if you haven't seen the the photo shoot, I mean, they're really gorgeous photos. But he's wearing all sorts of long, flowy dresses. He's posing, and it's a really fantastic and cool photo shoot that is, you know, without a doubt, pushing the boundaries of traditional, traditionally accepted gender norms. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Candace Owen came out with this whole rant. Ben Shapiro piled on the whole right wing 
Ask Media, and they were talking about, you know, the la- the loss of masculinity and why can't men be men. Uh, and it's just such a load of fucking bullshit and led to this whole week-long internet conversation that, frankly, I don't even want to have any part of, so I don't know why I'm bringing it up. There's <laughs> only two ways to be. You can only be two ways in this world, and that is boy look like boy, girl look like girl. That's it. That seems to be the rhetoric. Yeah, most people want to live by on that right side. Yeah, it certainly seems like uh, things get attention when a very popular white cishet man does it. And I think that that's kind of part of the issue Mm. because I really commend people like Harry Styles for putting themselves out there and and styling themselves in genderqueer fashion. But I also think that they are just, you know, it, it becomes a lightning rod, but it also in some way, you know, two things can be true at the same time, which is I adore Harry and I think he looks amazing and i love the way his style is but i also think that you know we just also are constantly erasing the the very real and present um trans and genderqueer and gender fluid and non-binary people who are constantly dressing this way all the time in real life especially those of color and it's just like i really just don't need more like straight white people commenting on it i think that's kind of the problem it's like and just to be clear you're not talking about harry commenting on it no no yeah. i think harry doing what he's doing yeah. is fantastic because but the whole thing is that accrediting him with genderqueer fashion i think is where we start because mm, everyone's yeah. just like wow i've never seen that before and he's also styling the gowns with a tailored tux jacket like it is somewhere in the in the between which is really amazing from a fashion standpoint but i think also on the right people are not aware of like fashion in general mm-hmm. queer influence in general like do you imagine how mad they'll be when they realize that queer influence for young people doesn't stop at fashion mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're like i can't believe harry styles wore a dress and i'm like your grandkids are watching so many people on social media and probably have so many friends who are like fucking like whatever mm-hmm. middle fingers through the sky mm-hmm. don't care how i dress i think that this whole argument that seems to pop up seemingly every year and a half of this is what men can be and this is what men can't be is so exhaustingly stupid and it is just echoes of echoes of echoes of the same bullshit that I've been hearing since my childhood that other people have been hearing since the 60s and before then and you as a queer person quadruply so your entire life and I'm just it can we just put it to bed once and for all it is totally restrictive and nonsense and if you look back hundreds of years ago what people what is masculine and what is feminine has always changed it will always continue to change and maybe there just shouldn't even be a definition of it to begin with it's nonsense what the right is doing is essentially demonizing queer people they're Mm -hmm. demonizing those who actually dress like this it is transphobic and it's homophobic Mm -hmm. so if you think about what they're indoctrinating it's that it's not oh i'm gonna be mad just because I see like a magazine cover of someone who I identifies masculine looking wearing a dress, I'm gonna be mad when I see a trans person walking down the street. Right. I'm gonna be mad when I see a group yeah. of gay people wearing things that are non-binary and I might actually attack them. Right. Like I think that's where whenever, right when I saw that, it wasn't even like a, oh, l- let me tell you about like how I can express my femininity. For me, it's it's just so dangerous. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I didn't really want to talk about it. Because no, I get that. That makes sense. It that's pissed, a good point. And that's why I couldn't even tweet about it. I was just like, everything I say, people are going to convolute and, and be like, well, what are you saying? And I'm, I'm saying like, in the end, the people who only get hurt from this are those who are already the most vulnerable, are already the most vulnerable because they are, Harry's going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. And That's I think I, I, I applaud everyone who came to his defense because, of course, I fucking love Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. And I think he's doing amazing things in fashion. But I also think that the person who's going to be in danger are especially queer people of color who dress like this every day, who just are going to walk down the sidewalk and someone on the right is going to be like, you know what? You know what I heard? Can't wear a dress. You know what I heard? You're wearing makeup. You know, And I've been in situations right. even in like Korea where I was dressed a certain way and people just give you a look where they're like, you know, I was I was like denied taxi rides. You know, these are things that, you know, because I had lipstick on because I was out with some friends. Uh, like it's like these things where people are like, I can exercise this and stand up for you in social media because as a whatever, a straight person, I'm okay with wearing a dress. But you don't enact that in your daily life. Right. And I think people who are in in it in their daily lives in terms of their genderqueer expression or their non-binary expression, I think it's just becoming very clear that if you don't bring them up, then people are not going to learn that the real 
criticism that needs to be had is that we can't always center the conversation around people who are not actually in danger. I think that's a great point and something to keep in mind. Like, so even for me, right? Like I saw Ben Shapiro's retweet of Kent Owen, left some little snarky comment uh, on Twitter and posted us in dresses. But the reality is, and something that even I should remember is, I, we- I wear a dress once a year as part of a video. It is, as you said, it's not part of my daily life. It's not part of my daily expression. It's certainly not a part of my expression of my sexual or gender identity. And there is a line where us as the straights can do what we can to help normalize these things. But really, this conversation is not about us. It's not about Harry, as you pointed out. It's about protecting the people that this is actually part of their lives and broadening this notion of what it means to just be a human being so that everyone can live comfortably and feel safe. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm not trying to condemn like what your response was or what many people's response was, was like, oh, I'm a man, I'm comfortable in a dress, mm-hmm. here's a picture. I think that's totally fine because yeah. in the end, unfortunately, it's part of it. it takes the majority, which is yeah. straight identifying people, the to be more open and to be more more empathetic and to be more 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 um you know informed what really sucks is that and this is the thing that I've been guilty of too is when someone like Ben Shapiro says that shit the way you dunk on him is by dunking on his masculinity you know right. you're like you're like 53 mm-hmm. i mean he's kind of he looks like a little putz who could not even like he sucks he can't you would he wouldn't he could, you would beat him in a boxing match, Zag. You would fucking destroy him. And oh, but yeah. it's one of those things where again, but that's such a but everyone's like celebrating version that. of masculinity. But again, yeah, we like, are dunking on other people. Yeah, uh, people were dunking on Candace for her ends. Like it was just sort of this thing. where <laughs> We get it. We we it's so easy. It's there. Yeah. But it certainly is like how does then trashing, you know, his height, his physical strength. Yeah, it's How the same that, way as like we are literally you, just engaging in the same conversation yeah. where it's a it's a who has the bigger balls and it's yeah. sort of you, we're literally just playing in the same toxic masculine pool and I think in the end people were defending Harry not only l- listen people were then d- defending Harry by saying like you realize how much like how many girls he can pull you realize he's like <laughs> fucking and also he's beautiful he's 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 fit he is literally he's tatted up like he's, tatted he's badass. He, he it's seems literally, nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and this is again, Harry is like an innocent player in this because he's literally just living his life. Yeah. But again, the way we dunk on others is by saying like, Harry is a more masculine specimen than you. Right. So it's sort of it, the whole conversation just annoyed me because I was just like, it centers it back on there. It literally centers yeah. it back on look at you. Well. You're a little shrimp. <laughs> Harry's a fucking god. I mean, Harry is literally a god. I am so attracted to Harry, but I just think it's one of those things. I, I don't want to get into that part, but maybe we should. But it's just one of those things where I'm just like, God, it's so tired because in the end, none of this conversation got anywhere. Two things can be true at the same time. Ben Shapiro can be a pathetic little shrimp, and we can also choose to take the high road and not talk about it. It, yeah, Which exactly. Yeah. But it's so hard because they, they, again, they took the low road. They took yeah. the lowest road. So you want to fight low roads with low roads. So it's just once I saw it start, I was just like, man, I heard this since I was on the playground as a kid. Yeah. And I don't need to like balls the wall like, you know, I don't need a I don't need to quote unquote man up against them. It's just like that's so tired. And I think that's why a lot of queer people were just so tired of the conversation right when it started. So it's tough. It's it's tough. a tough conversation. But you know what? I'm going to I got a new segment. New segment. I got a new segment for us. This segment is called What's on Miles's Desk? Because I'm in Miles' desk and I'm looking around and there's some things that don't belong here. Let's let's start with what do you guys think I wouldn't find on Miles' desk? Uh, don't look at it. Don't look at well, it. Don't look at it. Don't fucking look at it. This is a hard... Okay, well, so okay, just how, what would I expect to many, not find? How, what would I not expect? How many razor blades do you think are on <laughs> Miles' desk? Go. Certainly any more. Even I'd say one exposed razor blade is too many but one seems to be a limit of how many razor blades a young boy like miles would okay get. eugene guess don't look wait like <laughs> for shaving no wait <laughs> no not for shaving what are the type of razor blades are there there's a kind for like box openers oh no, is this the, the long kind that goes in a box cutter or is it like the little flat uh rectangle one that you put we're gonna find out i'm gonna say six Six. Okay. I just don't want to believe. I like. I know the answer is more than one because you wouldn't have asked the question. <laughs> but like, obviously, I know how games work. Okay. But there well, should not be more than one. Okay. He's got two. Okay. He's got two exacto knives, and the and this one's exposed. 
This one's open. I almost grabbed it with my hand. He almost just killed me. He's not even here. He almost just killed me. Miles. But these are the kind that I, it's going to be hard for me to find out how many there are because you got to unscrew it. But typically, you keep extra razor blades. Oh, in. that's cheating. No, that it's counts not. as one razor blade. Okay, that's one. Then we got at least two. We got some scissors, but one was left open. Let the everybody an- know. So the answer's two? Two. The answer's two. <laughs> Pretty fun segment so far, huh? Okay, what else? Let's see. What else we got here? We got a light bulb. Didn't expect that. We got a tape measure. We're going to play the old classic game. Can how keep, far can it get? How far can I get it to Zach? We just want to prove that we are social distancing here in the studio. <laughs> yeah. How far away? The shot is really funny. <laughs> keep it coming. I know. I know. You're going to get it. And then you're going to have to switch cameras, Keith. I know. So that it, when it comes into my camera. Did you guys ever play this? We used to play this. Well, bring it to after, me. I'm working on it. It's got to be gentle, bro. Well, you're going so far up in yeah, the air. Yeah, because it needs to be Steve vertical. If it goes horizontal, it's definitely going to snap. He's a pro. He's done this before. Yeah. It's called How Long Can Your Dick Get? That's and you, not pret- what it's you pretend that the the tape measures your dick. Oh, your dick is huge right now. Almost there. Come on. It's gonna collapse. Now you have to switch cameras. Well, it's not in the camera yet. Well, but that it will. Okay, I'm going to the camera. I'm going Does it? Me. Okay. Now bring it to me. Okay, it's coming in the camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh. For the audio only listeners, is certain. All right, we have the tape slowly it's lowering. Not, it's not. It's not far oh, enough. Oh wait, Keith. hold on. It's got. I gotta switch to Eugene's. Camera. Yeah, wrong camera. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> pretty fun, pretty fucking fun. It snapped. Pretty fucking fun. Uh, that scared me. <laughs> wow, that was fun. Wow. Well, that has been what's on Miles's desk. Tune in next week Yay. for for another one because we're shooting two episodes today because next week is obviously Thanksgiving and we have the half of the week off, so we are recording two today. <laughs> Spoilers! What you listen to next week is the same as what you listen to today. But, but we're gonna change our shirts to pretend it's different. Look, oh god, okay. There's no way to do this without without just diving into it, guys. COVID's bad. Is bad. It's really bad right now. It's bad. And I, I don't, I think that we have developed this collective numbing, myself included. Yeah. Like, I, I look, I have been terrified of COVID. I want to say, like, I was a hit COVID hipster before it was cool. As an immunosuppressed person, I was terrified of this. You know, I put myself in lockdown before. And even I now, as the months have gone on, have gotten very lax. I'm seeing more friends. My mm-hmm. bubble is expanding. Uh, the, the cases right now across the U.S. are the worst it's ever been. It's the worst since the summer. Um, I, I oh God, I don't want to butcher his name. Give me one second. I listen- Did you know? I got a fun fact. Well, it's not very fun. Go ahead. But in L.A., you are if you have a gathering of 10 people or more, your chances of catching the coronavirus are 12%. No kidding. There's a 12% likelihood that somebody in your party. Here in California. Here in LA. LA. In LA. They, someone, there was data for each major city. I Which think. is not close to the worst in the country no, right now. No, but like that's it's the bad. worst in the Midwest that's, right now, that's, isn't it? That's yeah. one out of 10. So that's, if you have people wow. there, one out of 10 of them has a 12% chance of. Uh, so the, the math's a little weird, but that's still way more likely than anything you've probably done. Like in terms of like, and that's just because of the amount of cases there are. The likelihood that out of ten people at your house, one of them has it is twelve percent, which is pretty intense. Look, I know you're sick of hearing about this. You're sick of thinking about this. You want just a semblance of normalcy. You want to go see your family. You want to see your friends. It's a holiday. Something that I I heard this morning really chilled me to my core. Um, I was listening to this guy, Dr. Abdul Al Sayed, and he said that this moment right now, what we're living through and what we're about to live through. When historians look back on COVID, this is the moment that they're going to talk about. Not what we went through, not May, not the summer. This is when shit is going to get bad. And so what we do right now is going to matter a lot. It is going to decide how many people live and how many people die. And a lot of people are going to die who do not need to die. So... As you're looking forward to the holidays, Thanksgiving, and Christmas beyond, I know you want to spend this Thanksgiving with your friends, with your family. It's a lot more important that you spend the next several holidays Mm -hmm. with your family. And unfortunately, if you do not have the ability, look, like, okay, I get it. There are ways around this. If you want to quarantine for two weeks and not see anybody and then go see your grandparents because you really miss them, like, social interaction is important. There are ways to do it. There's ways to do it, but you aren't probably doing it. No, and if you're just going (laughs) for a three-day visit into, you know, to see your family in the Midwest and then come, like, it's just such a huge fucking risk you're taking on. 
Ugh. I blame the capitalism <laughs> and the government. <laughs> and here's why. Because a lot of places are like, we're going to close down after Black Friday. They're like literally oh, man. like, no, no, don't close it down until after we make all our money. Make sure everybody can buy all the shit they need to buy in the mall. And then, then we'll close it down. And then we'll open it up again for Christmas. Because people got had their Christmas. And I really think it's like, it's all kind of fucked up. Because it shouldn't be open now. Even like, like and you will see, and after these two podcasts, we may be going back to remote podcasting just yeah. for our own safety. And, and also to, to remind other people that it's serious and you have to be cautious. But it's like... It should, it fucking, it shouldn't have been open. It just, all it's going to take, it could, it could be over so simple, but nobody wants to do that because they're all afraid of their, like the dollar, losing that dollar. And it's like you close for two months straight. You give everybody money. You make sure everybody has a means to have food and water for two months and everybody stays at home. And then you go outside and it's all good again. It like, you can kill the virus just by like not allow not meeting it's just other people. so fucking simple it's, it's simple right there but it's uh, the problem is that like how can we expect someone in iowa to give a shit if their local government's like no bars are open don't fucking worry about it. it's not well real. how can we expect anyone in the country anyone anywhere to be told hey you cannot it's too dangerous for you to go spend this holiday with your family oh but it's not too dangerous for you to keep working at your store oh no no right. that's that's fine and your kids should go to school and they need to go into the school and, and all and you, you should go to work and oh I yeah you can eat eat outside and a pretty densely packed outside which LA has been very guilty of especially like uh, there were places near me when I lived in Los Feliz that I would see and I would like drive by and, like these people are not six feet apart these people are almost oh, touching chair to chair back to back like yeah. this person is probably hitting this other person many times throughout <laughs> the meal because yeah. they, they're closer than I've ever seen people seated at that restaurant outside like I've never seen so many people actually outside of this restaurant. The the density, and then you're like people just walk by on the sidewalk, right? Like we can't quarantine against those people. They're just random strangers walking by you, breathing at you. Don't do it. Yeah, I think the most you can try to do is is convince your family to keep it under ten. Like under I'm just 10. trying to think of active ways someone keep it under help. eight, keep it under six. Because at least half of Americans are planning to try to go to um yeah this to holidays like. If you're traveling for the holidays to see your family, there is a risk. So I think it's just the big thing is make sure you're safe when you're traveling. Try to get everyone tested in some way and try to convince your family to keep whatever party you have under 10 people and at the very least. And like keep your masks on. Keep the masks on. Especially if you're going to be inside in a small room and you actually and no one really social distance and nobody has a covid test recently and no one's been pro doing proper things. Keep your mask on. Try to sit on opposite sides of your room, set up little tables, and then put your mask back on after that. I know it sucks, but you know what else sucks? Dying, going to a hospital for four, four weeks or more, living forever with complications that we don't fully understand from a global pandemic. Like, it's going to be bad. And also, it's fucking flu season, too. And all this time, what's really annoying me about people who are like COVID deniers is people being like, well, the flu is just as bad. It kills this many people. It doesn't. It A, it doesn't. And B... It still will kill people. Just because we have a new virus doesn't mean the flu also isn't going to happen. Now, the flu season might be less because a lot of the vulnerable people to the flu have already died from the coronavirus, which is incredibly sad and horrifying. But just because there's one new sickness doesn't mean all the other sicknesses disappear. Now we're living with both. I, I really don't know that we in good conscience can recommend that anybody travel to see their family no. for just Thanksgiving. If you don't have the ability to uh, quarantine and socially distance for a decent amount of time, like you really unfortunately can't rely on just tests. We, we had an incident here in our office, not someone who was COVID positive, but it just showed me how fragile mm -hmm. these systems are. And you think you have this super safe bubble, but if one person goes outside that bubble, now everyone is vulnerable. It it's just it is too perilous right now and you do not want to make the decision the 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 instantaneous decision that puts someone that you love in harm's way i think we can take a moment to to say we see your pain right now yeah. this is incredibly hard it has been this relentless year and it feels like this thing is endless and it's frustrating and i fucking get it 
I'm sick of it. And I think that we have it better than most. Mm-hmm. We get to see each other. We mm-hmm. get to still, you know, have this tether to the outside we world. We have jobs. We have jobs. We have jobs. <laughs> That's, yeah. I mean, case in point. One. And it really sucks. I don't think that we have had people from the top, especially our government, acknowledge that enough to acknowledge the pain that we are going through. I get why you want a holiday. It's something that seems like normal, a connection to your community and to your family and to tradition. I get it. And I am sorry if no one else will say it. We are sorry that this year sucks. Yeah. Uh, but for your good, for the good of your family, for your community, for your country, for the world, please make smart decisions. But it will take an intense amount of unity around agreeing that we will do something about it to even have the chance of having a summer again because we all thought oh we'll be done by june oh we'll be done by october oh we'll be done by christmas oh we'll be done by easter well it won't be done until everybody does it and like i i would love the i i'm honestly going to a music festival scares the shit out of me now but like <laughs> I, I loved that i i, yeah, I think I miss the hardest it. thing is that we don't have things to look forward to and i think that people probably were looking forward to thanksgiving and christmas is something that they could look forward to and it unfortunately it's not going to work out uh safely this year but we have to i don't know we have to work toward a goal of of things being safe again and we just can't do that unless everybody agrees to do it. So, so I guess this is like, I'm curious, you know, Thanksgiving is one week away. We are staunchly saying you can't mm-hmm. do traditional Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So what can people do? I, I'm putting us on the spot. I don't yeah, have an answer I, for this. But, yeah. what you know, what is what is an alternative that will at least be fun? I definitely think that it the the most safe thing you can do is, is pe- be with people you're already exposed to. So like uh, having a couple over, like if if you if you and Maggie were in town, then maybe we would have Thanksgiving together, right? But that's one thing to make sure you are tested if you're going to do something. And actually, you have to get tested after. Basically, you have to if you encountered somebody, you got to quarantine and then test and then stay quarantined. That's how it. Uh, an you kind of just have to works. assume that the test is wrong. You kind of have to assume it's wrong. And honestly, you really have to like quarantine, get tested, quarantine, get tested to totally know. And that sucks. And also, there's not a lot of places like we are lucky in Los Angeles and California that you can just get a test often the same day and you'll get your results the next day we have the best infrastructure i think in america for i'm going testing. to dodger stadium at this afternoon yeah because it's you can i'm the champs and that's great and like oh yeah we, yeah how about that i forgot all about that uh <laughs> it's almost like it didn't happen yeah. uh but like not everybody can do that so the only way you can know if you don't have rapid testing available is to just not see anybody and if you get any sniffles you just have to be like well i guess that's that i can't do it and it's the fall. It's the winter. You're going to get the sniffles. So there's really no... I mean, it's tough. Uh, I struggle with it. It it makes me very sad. Uh, I love hosting meals and, and, and seeing people and having fun. Because and... you get joy from cooking for others, which is something yeah. that's foreign to me. That's I get like, pure that's, anxiety that's for like cooking a, for others. I don't know. What's your love language thing? <laughs> like I, to me, eating? like... like Well, eating and, and bringing joy to other people through food or like hosting or creating yeah. a fun activity for people to do, like that gives me joy. It gives me joy to give other people joy. Here's like, an idea. That is my favorite thing. Cook a bunch of food, drop it off as a, uh, drop it off at the food bank. There, oh, yeah. I mean, every single year, there's obviously homeless people that, that need a right. home. That's a good idea. It's getting worse and worse. Yeah. Uh, we're, we have a huge homelessness spike in this country, and there are a lot of people who not only don't have a place to th- spend Thanksgiving, don't have a place to sleep, don't have a way to be fed. So yeah. maybe you can put some of that energy towards helping feed others. Teach your family how to Zoom. Teach your family how to Zoom. Or, <laughs> Teach your family or, how to or use Google video, video chat. FaceTime. You'd be surprised. You should try to get your parents and your grandparents and whoever you like during the holidays, usually see to learn how to use that on their computer or on their phone uh, or get them Facebook to has get them a video for that. It, it would be, you know they're on that platform. I finally got my mom to learn. We finally got her to learn this year after my stepfather passed. And it has been great to be able to see her while we talk. Yeah. So, you know, schedule those. Schedule those in advance. And get your family to play a Zoom game. I personally find, okay, my mom loves scheduling these like 10 person all family hands on Zooms and no one knows when to talk. So I just end up like saying muted the whole time and it's just like one person. It like, look, it's, 
one-on-one Zooms are great, but 14-on-one is crazy. A, a nightmare. They're crazy. But every family, there's one game that everyone can find. So maybe it's a Jackbox game. Maybe doing Quiplash. Maybe mm. doing Drawful. Mm-hmm. Maybe you do code names. Uh, maybe a fam- maybe your maybe dad likes... Among co- Us with your family. I, I'm trying to get my family to do it. I'd be thrilled. A uh, little Catan action. Like, there are a lot of games that you can play that have online versions that are dope. That's true. I don't know. I'm, as I'm saying that, I'm trying to imagine you playing a game with your mom. I don't know. <laughs> no, my mom would be lost. <laughs> or she'd be incredible. I don't know. She might, I think she'd be good There's at There's one us. game, if though, she could for every mom. But if you kill me, Eugene, I will disown you. <laughs> oh, yeah. She, ha- she had this habit after her husband died where if I disagreed with her while I was in Korea for the funeral, she would look at me straight in the eyes and said, I fed you with my tits. <laughs> I love this story. And she used the Korean version of the word tit. She wasn't even boobs. It was kind it? of the dirty. I, I don't remember, but she, I just knew immediately that she did not say like the medical version. That no, she was, she was not having it. So she would be very funny once you, you know, the older people. A lot of them just are. There's just a tech thing. We, yeah. you know, the big thing is once you teach them something, make sure they know where to center themselves in frame, because many of them really enjoy hovering at the very bottom of a frame. Yeah, they they they're looking at you yeah. and they're not thinking about you like themselves. They don't look at themselves. Yeah. Very different from how I use Zoom. I'm always looking at myself. Oh my god. Look how hot I am. They, I think everyone literally isn't there a study like 99% of the time you're just looking at yourself in a video chat? Yeah. Probably. I mean, I believe it. <laughs> uh, you know, that this is some good advice for the holidays, but you know, we always have advice segments here on this and luckily Miles has sent us some advice uh, to read, but I, I just think texted it to you, Eugene. It would be best if Eugene, <laughs> you could give us some advice that would go for Miles. Should could we? You, could you do that? Oh, so I'll say it. Yeah. Advice is advice that'll go, go for miles. miles. Tune into your radio station. Wait, cold read it, Eugene. I don't want you to read ahead. Go for miles. Everybody read in Miles Nation. Advice that'll go for. Advice that'll go for miles. miles with your host Eugene. I know what you're <laughs> thinking. I'm not doing his faces. Though. I'm just doing the voice. Miles isn't here this week, so the advice is going to stop. Right? <laughs> that was like Scooby Doo. Right? Right? Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever wanted to stand so hard you essentially work for the guy? Oh, stand. I think it's stand. Have you ever wanted to be in the presence of a king? I hate knowing that Miles actually writes these. With the vibes of a queen? How did he spell queen? Yes, queen with a K. Whip out your iPhone 4S Plus, go on to the Google Marketplace, download Instagram, and peep Eugene's account. Wait, what? So many photos of the number one try guy in the group, all in one place. And in terms of dogs, this guy's got some dogs. Feast your eyes on the pictures of yesteryear. And while you're at it, Maybe toss a follow to some of the other people in Eugene's wheelhouse. Maybe some of the employees who work on the podcast. Now that's what I call a spicy meatball. Wow. He just said to go follow Eugene. Yeah. I think he said to go follow Miles via. Yes. Go check out Eugene's account. account Don't follow him. Then go look at who he's following. And maybe there's a gremlin. Yeah, maybe there's a cool that's, guy that that's also the has a dog. Fuck it's on his Instagram. You can go see. He's got Miles a cute has a dog. dog. It's cute. He's got a cute dog. I'm so excited. I want to touch the doggy. It does look it fluffy. It looks cute. It looks fluffy. Mm-hmm. I can't believe. Well, I guess we're not in time to always be in the office. We're not in the office. So I might have to find a way to go to Miles's place to touch that dog. We need Miles to just bring the dog. Miles, if you're listening, which you are because you're editing this, even though you're still not here. Uh, please bring us the dog. Bring the dog. I want you to to claim your place as having the true birdie, so that Keith is forced to call his cat Bartha. If you had just waited a couple weeks, you could have instead gotten my outside cat, oh, which would have true. been nice. Cats are easy, but I don't know how easy this cat will be. So Miles's advice yeah. is social media. Social media. You guys saw um uh, uh fleets on Twitter this week. Oh boy. Twitter Twitter's adding stories. I just, we don't need to have a conversation Hey, you know about what, it, though? I got to say, they nailed the name. 
<laughs> you think so? Yeah, yeah. it's fleeting. Fleet. I mean, I don't think they, it's it rhymes with tweet. It mm-hmm. is a fleeting moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think they could have come up with a better name other than maybe Fleep. Fleep. <laughs> Send a Fleep. <laughs> a fl- Listen, it I'm was sleeping. <laughs> wasn't it Snapchat did it first? Snapchat, yeah, and then. Instagram. Eventually, Instagram, Instagram did it. And then, then Facebook, Facebook LinkedIn which is did it. Instagram. LinkedIn has it. Secretly. I did. I didn't realize that. I don't yeah. use LinkedIn, but people. Which is like, what are you? LinkedIn Hive is. What are you storying, snapping on LinkedIn that you want your like professional <laughs> connections to see? Oh, I just took a great workshop. I'm uh, pretty skilled now. <laughs> Learned a lot of new skills. I'm a very a fl- good at Excel now. A fleet of uh, my PowerPoint presentation. I, I'm just so sick of the internet just homogenizing into one glob. I want my internet to be different. I want to have different places to go. And also Twitter is like the stories. It feels too intimate for who I follow on Twitter. It's not what I want there. I don't want to know news and jokes. I want your brain. And I want your your snarky comedy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see your face. <laughs> I, yeah, it's I'm here really for not your, the place for looks. I don't. I'm not. That's not why I'm on Twitter. I'm there for your juicy brain. Unless, it, uh, you unless you're in porn, you, you can do. There's a lot of porn on Twitter. There's a lot of porn on Twitter. There's a lot of porn on Twitter. I, so I, I love it. I'm always like surprised when I open up someone's response to something, and I'm like, that's porn. Were you ever Tumblr dudes? Because that was like, oh my god, there's so much. Oh, porn. so much porn. It on was Tumblr. like, whoa! All of a sudden, you're scrolling through, and there's whoa. Yeah. You know, it's very funny for me. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you remember? Yeah, you remember? I don't know her actual yeah. name. The eyebrows on fleek girl. Yeah. Well, when I made that basic video forever ago right. about eyebrows on fleek, I learned about what fleek meant. I followed her on Twitter, right? I well, I still follow her on Twitter, and every so often she just retweets a naked black man with a huge penis, <laughs> and it's a it's a great it's a great fun like surprise, surprise dick, on yeah. my Twitter feed, and she'll not every not every day, just sometimes it's just a hot, sexy, beefy, naked black man. And like that's become very normal for me. Twitter's an amazing place. What do you guys think about that? Surprise, Dick. It's <laughs> surprise. I was very surprised the first time it happened. Less surprised every. But can you time. be? Can you be naked in a fleet? Let's <gasps> find out. I'm just. I'm just <laughs> yeah, actually I, yeah, curious. I was actually. That, I'm curious about the rules. That went through my mind as well. Do they have the same like all all's fine attitude with the videos? Because you can upload a video on Twitter if mm-hmm. uh, you fucking. Yep. Yep. You can. And then what is, hmm. Right. Cause I've seen, like, not, again, surprise dick on my timeline, but like, mm-hmm. I've seen video of dudes just like jerking it on yeah. Twitter. Oh, yeah. And, well, I guess anything goes. Anything goes. I mean, typically, I believe if you work in, in porn or your sex worker, you uh, put like XXX in your handle. I think it's like a convention at the very least. For oh, yeah. Vin, Vin Diesel's allowed to post whatever he wants. <laughs> no, but I don't know. I don't you know. You put something in there. I'm not an expert. I don't know, know the rules. I just have a lot of friends who have a lot of friends who are in porn. Uh-huh. So I see a lot of the posts, which certainly if you don't, you're not looking for that, you don't want it. Not a fun experience, but oh. it is a great. It, it is a pretty vibrant community of 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 people being able to share that type of content. So I was curious if you're allowed to do that in a fleet because that seems like a place that uh, you can't do that in Instagram. That's what makes it a fleet. You certainly can't do that in, in LinkedIn. I cannot believe that I forgot about this. What? So we, we were doing an Among Us night, Keith and some other friends, uh, with our friend Lauren from Lauren DIY, and she brought up that uh, Trisha Paytas, who we don't talk about, oh, who cares, boy. Uh, that she posts on her Twitter a ton of photos and videos uh, of, of her squirting. It, it, came, it became this whole conversation about squirting. What is it? I'm sure you love hearing me say this and hearing me talk about it. Uh, what a horrible word. It's uh, I think in, in it's that delightful. Context. It's one of my favorite sodas, squirt. Oh, uh, <laughs> Uh, but so Ooh. she then brought up as her Zoom background a ton of photos uh, from her timeline, including one where Trisha is dressed as Borat in the green bikini. In the Borat. In the Borat bathing suit with a mustache, uh, fully naked, engaging in the soda that I just named. Oh, it is the funniest thing that soda. I had ever seen. I My body was broken from laughing. Porn has never been so funny, and it has made me realize that porn has the capacity to be funnier than any joke that I will ever tell. Yeah, we knew that. <laughs> Didn't you know? Like, porn acting is so funny. It just... It, it is funny. It was a moment of intense clarity for me. Yeah, there's... I'm not going to get into my proclivities, but Do I it. think... I think, like... <laughs> off, we don't have time. Maybe Go next off. week. There's literally a uh, knockoff of any, like, tentpole mainstream 
hit in media like Avengers once Marvel went off there's like a million superhero porns Mm -hmm. they are so funny (laughs) they are I sometimes like just like watching the acting scenes. I don't even want to watch the porn. Maybe we should do a future episode where we have listeners send us their favorite comedy porn scenes and we'll just watch them. <laughs> I mean, you'll get to hear the, us react. The most funny is the one that <laughs> went. That's a pretty good idea. The one that, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> it's it's an, I don't know if it's a good idea, but it's not a bad <laughs> idea. The most funny from the gay porn world is not, it, it was, is really in front of my salad. That's so good. You I mean, know it's this, right? hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know, not in front of my salad. Tell, tell the people. Long story short, a woman is eating a salad in uh, a kitchen, like at the kitchen bar, and her friend is, uh, like, I guess, cooking with his friend. (laughs) (laughs) His friend uh, takes off his pants under the apron, and uh, they start engaging in in, uh, coitus in front of her, but she's still eating her salad and just kind of hanging out, just kind of, like, talking, and then at some point she realizes what's happening, which, surprisingly, this is a, a, a setup for many gay porns where it's just like a girl either the like wife or a friend who's just hanging out and and then suddenly realizes it's happening and then it's just like I gotta go and so in this one her her exit line is really in front of my salad and then she leaves with her salad and then the the actual uh, pornographic scene commences but the setup is so funny and I find no I find actually that's not true I find so much delight in the weirdest setup where it's always just like a, a girlfriend who's just hanging out and being like Oh, okay. So this is happening. Great, gotta go. And uh, yeah, that's that's a uh, that weirdly lifted my mood. Twenty twenty one. Let's bring laughter back to sex. It's so serious. Porn's so serious. People having sex are like, "Ooh, I'm so hot." Let's laugh a little. It's yeah. supposed to be fun. I agree. If you're not cracking jokes during your coitus, you're doing it wrong. That's right. You need to have you need to have a backup back pocket knock knock joke that you throw down right when you're in the heat of the moment that will never work in real life <laughs> oh. knock knock who's there me <laughs> me i'm here baby i'm here wait a minute uh try guys recreate porn setup scenes that's pretty good just just like the just actual the scripts uh-huh. just the scripts of the setups of like the most famous hilarious scenes going into a scene Mm -hmm. i'm into that i'm into that yeah try guys recreate iconic porn cutscenes. yeah so we do not in front of myself oh hi rachel Uh, okay rachel that's gotta be the end of this one mom's home mom's home we gotta stop talking about porn so um this has been a great episode of the podcast and we're talking about boy stuff mom we wanted to differentiate ourselves from you can sit with us because keith was talking about the cat so we're like what can we do that it's my story too and they have a totally different audience (laughs) they get more views so they have to have some a different audience. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, well, Rachel being here really threw me off. I feel like we just got caught. Like we're like up, we're up past our bedtime. Well, no, the try guys are not going to try porn. That'd be that'd be great. We, we couldn't even release it on YouTube. That the, that, ener- that energy was literally like when your mom catches you watching porn when you're twelve. No, 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 no. What were you saying? Oh no, I was saying corn. Try guys, try guys, try guys, recreate corn. I thought it was about a bunch of idiots. You know how sometimes you're like, don't be such a boob. But I thought it would be idiots doing funny stuff. Keith, hit us with the try theme song. Try guys are gonna try porn. Try guys are gonna try porn. On the tripod. What is the stick of the tripod? You'll find out in the try guys try porn on the tripod. Try guys try porn. 